0: Thing going around, right? We got we got Cowboy Bebop live action just came out. We got mm-hmm. casting announcements for One Piece live action adaptation. A lot of white people uh-huh. got you 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 Haka show coming down the pipe. They're still making that Avatar live action show. Here's the question: hmm. What anime do you all want to see turned into a live action adaptation?
1: There's only one answer, but I'll, but I'll wait. Here's an important question. Yeah can it be made into a
2: good live action or does it have to be made into a terrible live action?
0: Uh, <laughs> I think you're rolling the dice of fate and hoping it, you're, you're monkey's pawing it where you get to pick one and you hope that it comes out good.
2: Hadley, as our guest, you uh, you by rights have to go first. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
3: oh god, oh jeez. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna settle back and wait uh, to hear what the punchline to, to Paul's setup was. Um... <laughs> I think, and okay, hear me out. Yeah. This is uh, this is me inflicting psychic damage on purpose, but oh I no. do think Naruto. Um, All right. Because I, I think it would be a big day for the least sufferable people on the earth. And... <laughs> I kind of want to watch that with some popcorn. I do kind of want to see that. <laughs> and, and
1: the least sufferable and and the group of people that have gotten everything they've ever wanted.
3: Yeah. <laughs> some would say those two things are related.
1: Yeah. You know who needs a boost?
2: Annoying anime fans. Sorry, Naruto fans, but you are... By and large, very annoying.
3: I just want to shout out a blanket apology slash fuck you to our friend Matt, who is obsessed I was with Naruto. Just, I was just thinking uh, of Matt, <laughs> <laughs> who is absolutely going to know that we're dragging them right now. So sorry.
2: <laughs> I mean, all of a, a good majority of the anime I like actually has a live action. Uh, version, but it's a Japanese live action version. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this gotta be. Uh, oh, this has to be a Western, a Western adaptation. Oh
4: no, yeah, that ruins No one mine. from
0: Japan is touching it. Oh, that uh, ruins my, <laughs> mine's not possible any
1: longer. <laughs> and mine's not even a joke. Hadley, I, I, I mine is not a joke. Sadly, mine is, it was very sincere. It's coming from the heart.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: What's that? I was gonna say yuru camp. I want laid back camp. What? live action Aww. what that what that you camp yeah, yeah Yudu camp uh, it's this it's laid back camp the sweet uh, camping anime oh sure you've talked about it before yes
3: i'm going to make your day there is a live action <gasps> laid back camp it's a, it's a japanese tv show but it is what? they already did it what? It's real. Oh my God. Yeah, I didn't know. Hold <laughs> right on. I'm...
2: But if they did a Western version, I'd be worried it would just turn into like Dawson's Creek or something. Like they'd try to inject <laughs> high school drama into it.
1: Well, I'm about to blow everybody's minds. They did do that. It's called Ken Burns National Parks. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Oh my goodness. Right. I just have to send a picture. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, just to reiterate,
0: this image you sent me that we will retweet after this, this episode comes out. This is from what?
1: The sweet laid-back Camp anime this live This is Laidback
2: Camp? This is a horror movie. It's a girl with a hatchet blade. The joke here, I know exactly the scene. Yeah. The joke here is she's saying to a piece of wood, I'll turn you into rust on my blade. And then she just kind of chops some wood. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
1: it's a good one.
2: I I want that uh hatchet so bad though. That's a beautiful blade. There was an Etsy uh dude who was making Japanese hatchets like that and he had one left for like two hundred and fifty dollars and I almost I almost
1: bought it. That's a that's an heirloom quality object. You should definitely I buy know, that for right? two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm looking at one right now, it looks exactly like it. It's beautiful. Oh it is dude. Beautiful. I could go to uh, to the stupid place at Home Depot and get one for fifty dollars.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But would it the be an heirloom place? quality?
1: The stupid place.
2: Yeah. You know, the dum-dum zone at Home Depot that gives you all the knives. <laughs> They're
0: just handing these things out. They're really just throwing them at you, too. Yeah, if you can catch it, it's free.
2: There are little tags on everything being like, you must be this stupid to buy this knife. <laughs> Kevin, what would you do? My anime, I would pick Zombieland Saga. Okay. Oh. Oh. An anime about... Uh, a bunch of girls who are revived as zombies from different eras of Japan to save the Japanese equivalent
1: of Rhode Island with pop music. Cool. What, I like that a lot. What is the Japanese equivalent of Rhode Island? Saga Prefecture. Saga Prefecture.
2: It's just a little little prefecture in Japan that is not very well known. It's in the country and people are leaving for the cities and Japan has a depopulation issue. Whatever. If they bring it over to America and westernize it, it would be actual Rhode Island, and it would be, like, I feel like they would just, like, resurrect different, like, boy band members. Like, you could have, like, a 70s soft rock guy uh-huh. zombie, cool. uh-huh. and, like, uh, an 80s, like, king of pop style zombie, and, like, obviously you're gonna have, like, the Sync and Backstreet Boys Boy band zombies in mm-hmm, there as well. Mm-hmm. That'd be my pick, Zombie Land Saga. <laughs> I like that. That's Thinking a... about dumb American things.
0: Is it? Is it on me? Is it my turn?
2: It's it's you, Chad. It's all. It's always been you.
0: Um, name. it's it's funny. I asked this question and I realized I had no idea. Um, <laughs> I I think. I'd go, this is a weird one, maybe Shinchan. chan Oh, huh. be a lot of butt cheeks. But you do the Western version of it closer to also how it was dubbed in the West, where he's just a, a pervy little crude boy. Um, <laughs> and you make it un, un- for any services, because no one will want to stream that.
3: So you were like, what anime... Do we want to turn into a show? But what you meant is what anime do we want to turn into an abomination? (laughs) Well,
0: I think by nature they're gonna become an abomination of some sort. Like in our era, right? right. That's true,
3: that's
0: true. I I don't know if there's any director that a live action director that'll be able to nail the Naruto ninja run pose. Like No.
4: No
3: It should look cool,
0: but it somehow won't.
4: Is what I'm I'm
3: thinking. okay. My take on this is there's only one way you could make anything remotely watchable Mm -hmm. uh, out of uh, out of Naruto in terms of turning it actually at all. I (laughs) I was was going to say full stop. But I think if you handed it over to Michael B. Jordan and said, "Here is several hundred million dollars. Just make a playground for yourself." I do think the end result would at least be entertaining.
4: Sure. Uh,
3: I don't know that it would be Naruto anymore, but it would be fun to watch.
2: Here's my question, and it's why is Timothy Chalamet Naruto? Why was that interesting decision made?
3: I have to lie down.
2: My
0: my first my first pitch, Kevin Real Talk I love that just that Timothy Chalamet is the go-to, was Yeah.
2: It's obviously Timothy Chalamet
0: you gotta get him he's in everything uh yeah. it is, it is before i said shin Chan, i thought like maybe you do astro boy and you get timothy chalamet to be astro boy or
2: <laughs> <laughs> well here's the fucked up thing is timothy chalamet is also Shinchan.
0: this is my favorite thing about hollywood is when like someone's a successful child actor then for the next 10 years every person is like we gotta get that kid <laughs> that kid is our kid for everything
3: Was he a child actor? Or wait a minute. I guess I I I...
0: I mean just like young teen, like. Okay. say with like Jacob Tremblay. They're like, get him in everything. He was in the sad room movie. Put him in (laughs) it.
3: I thought I had somehow missed like a whole part of my life where this kid was like doing movies that I should have known about or something. So uh, thank you. For reassuring me that I'm not having a stroke.
2: Sorry, Timothy Chalamet is 25 years old. I thought he was like 17.
3: Yeah, so a kid.
2: Yeah, well, he just looks so young.
3: He has a chronic baby face. Yes,
0: exactly. I I did see how I can tell you because this podcast is now Timothy Chalamet watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did discover this week. It's not like I'm just googling Timothy Chalamet, but I found <laughs> maybe I am.
3: That- uh
0: huh. Timothy Chalamet, I thought this was great. Used to have a YouTube channel before he was famous. I
1: saw that the the controller c- uh, customization. Yeah,
0: it's like custom Xbox 360 controllers that he would make and like post
1: like mods.
3: That's actually kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. hate on that. I kind of like that. Yeah, although like, those were
1: ads. I never found him like I always kind of was like, that kid, like I like Timothy Chalamet. I think he's a good actor, but I always was like, he's probably a dickhead. But then when I found out about the controllers, I was like, all right. You just became a little more endearing to me. No one with a YouTube channel is bad. No one with a YouTube channel has ever been a bad person. (laughs) 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 And we're in. Welcome to Goosebuds.
2: This is a show where we read children's books and talk about them.
1: Give them the hard-hitting critiques they deserve. Yeah. Coming for you, RL, every time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: Today we have a special guest. Welcome Hadley Saint Clair to our show.
3: Ahoy! Thank you for having me,
1: uh, Hadley. We always ask this of our guests: Have you any experience with goosebumps?
3: Very little. So I, I definitely read a bunch of like the original run when I was pretty small, mm-hmm. and like had my mom read them to me and stuff. And then there was a chunk of my life from I want to say age ten. To age 14 where I did not take in any of them and that doesn't sound like a lot of years But in those years approximately 7,000 Goosebumps books came out (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh uh-huh And then right at the tail end of that I got back in into like the Fear Street books Which were aimed at like tweens yes, so I did read some of those I read the one about like the witch family and that series about like the modern teenage girl witches and then I read uh, a bunch of the standalone Fear Street mysteries.
1: The Fear Street stuff, in our experience, is good. That's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: That's see,
3: I have a very clear memory of one one Fear Street book called The Dead Lifeguard, mm-hmm. and that like I think that book kickstarted my love of like uh, what would go on to become like internet horror,
1: like like creepy
3: Yeah, so like a lot of the Fear Street hmm. books have the exact plot structure of like a no sleep.
4: Mm. So okay.
3: I would imagine a lot of the people who wrote early Creepypasta were like fans of kind of accessible tween horror. Uh-huh. Which is, I mean, that's just a personal take. I have no idea if that's true, but they just remind me of each other.
2: Paul, Chad, you guys read a few Fear Streets on this show, right?
0: Yeah, we covered it. We're, we're, we're dipping our toes into yeah. into that darker world. We've also covered the movies with some... Some fun takes on that trilogy on Netflix. This is really the RL Renaissance time right now. Dude. Yeah, this is the
1: yeah, movies yeah. are another thing. That's a whole other thing. We'll leave that to the side. <laughs> Our
2: beloved episodes. Our beloved on the
1: the movies. episodes on the movies. <laughs> uh,
3: I did watch the movies. I have not listened to your take on the movies, and I'm very sorry about that. But I'm going to be honest up front. I have no idea what you think of the movies.
2: <laughs> we didn't like them very much. But.
3: I didn't either, but I did keep watching. Mm. As it, like, in some kind of hope that maybe there would be a payoff eventually. <laughs> so, similar.
1: similar. That yeah. is how we yeah, felt. Yeah, we were compelled.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: We ha- I mean, we literally had to watch them because we had to yeah. finish the trilogy or people would have been very, I don't know, maybe they would have been happier if we stopped, but... <laughs>
3: I I do, I think the first one, the, again, I promise I will move past this in a hot second so that we don't have to talk about these movies again, but uh, I just think the first one had a great... Like underlying premise, which was yeah, what if what if the two least likable lesbians in the world?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's it.
3: And that yes. was the that was the <laughs> yeah, you're accurate, like, you're
0: you're accurate to you what our
1: takes were. That was a toxic <laughs> relationship. Yes, we are yeah. simpatico yeah, We are on the main characters of that series. One hundred
4: percent.
3: I was like, I was like, so happy to see. Like, I was like, oh yeah, get it, girls. And then I was like, I'm gonna keep rooting for you, but you are both. Horrible people! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit!
1: Yeah, we were like, well, you two should not be together. Well, I can't root no, for you two to be together.
2: Not. <laughs> not only are you two bad, but you're bad for each other. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. It was not a good situation,
0: y'all. Your first high school love is always your best and strongest love, mm-hmm. and you should fight to hold on to your first relationship for the rest of your life.
1: <laughs> 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 should do. Oh boy! I will say though that the books that we've read, we read um the first cheerleader. Uh, I believe is what it's called, or first fear yes. cheer- of the cheerleader. That's what it was. First fear, and it's the cheerleader one. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. that
1: one was good. And then we read the the prank phone call one, right, Chad? Yeah,
0: yeah. The wrong, the wrong number. Wrong number. Yeah. Um, I think we had, I think we had Josie Campbell on for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll definitely read more of Fear Street. Um, this is kind of a, a later, and same with Goosebumps 2000. This is a later era book. I mean, whether it's like 2000, early turn of the millennia. We were we were heading into the new the new age. Well, the misnomer
1: of of Goosebumps series 2000 is that so far of all the ones we've read have not been released in the year 2000. This is from 1998.
4: Oh my god, Chad. this was
3: released in 1998. I feel so lied to.
4: Yeah. Wow. I, see,
3: I knew that, and I'll get it. Like I have this for in my notes later, but because of the way shit is written in this, I was like, there is no way this was from any later than no. the 90s because. The on let me just like okay, as a preview. Yes. On page twenty-two, someone says "big whoop." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is I'm that not saying. a thing that people don't say
1: anymore? Should I stop saying that?
3: Oh no, I mean I still say it. I'm just saying that the time at which you would have put it into a children's book is absolutely the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yes. when we
1: got to two thousand, we were saying "whoopsie dubsie duh." <laughs> yes. Yeah, we were all saying that.
3: <laughs> uh, can we let's
0: talk? Let's talk about this. Wild, I think this is an insane book.
3: Wait, I don't. Has anyone said the title of this book yet? <laughs> yeah, let's oh. talk
2: about "I Am Your <laughs> Evil Twin."
1: It has a cover that Hadley, to your point of of like no sleep, I got no sleep vibes from the cover of that. Sure. Oh yeah. You know, Honestly. like it is. Yeah. It, it's a true horror. That's a true horror. Like this more, is a genuinely scary cover. Yeah, like probably Jacob's stuff. Typically, it can be scary, but more cool scary, right? This I find incredibly creepy. It's
0: a shattered, a shattered mirror of a boy's face, and on on the other side of the cracked mirror is a an alternate evil version with red eyes instead of blue eyes and a purple shirt instead of a red shirt. And yeah. A, And a a jaw that is basically Angela from Sleepaway Camp. Unhinged. Unhinged snake jaw doing a Joker face. It's
1: doing the scariest part of Hereditary when he looks into the window or the glass and sees his own reflection do something else. Scariest part of Hereditary done in this cover and in this book. Before Ariaster. Ariaster, you're a hack. You ripped this off. <laughs>
3: that was the scariest part of Hereditary for
1: you. <laughs> this book that was, that was, the,
3: that was the big part. This
1: book ruined it. <laughs> <I>
0: just... <laughs> you know when like you know when like nerd dudes don't know how to smile for a picture and so they just do a big open mouth scream.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: That,
0: that that's what that's what this boy is doing on the cover. Oh my god, shit. you
2: you just sent me back to the days of cons
0: yeah yeah I mean I did the same thing too I always did the very just like open mouth scream and then like I was raising a fist in in triumph and I was like why do people want why do people want that why am I doing that to people's pictures (laughs) did
2: did you guys have like a strong reaction to this one because I kind of nothinged it a little bit like really I don't think it was quite bad enough to be funny and I don't think it was quite good enough to warrant praise to RL I I thought it kind of (laughs) I thought it was just kind of like you know there weren't any typos and I could kind of follow the plot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I have some notes, but
2: yeah, yeah, there, there's see. notes for sure. It's not. I have notes too, but like my end, the end sort of result was I, I don't really know what to talk about with this book apart from like all of like like there's like two or three like absolutely curveball scenes.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the problem too is that. Hadley, we covered just prior to this one, uh, the book "Creature Teacher" from the Goosebumps 2000 series, which was about something and had a yeah. theme and had a theme. And <laughs> yeah. this one does not have any theme or anything that it's about, other than Oh jeez, OK. No this, themes this just book is bad.: Kind of like
0: a premise for 100 pages. Just if that makes sense, like it's just like the log line. Yes. And then continuing <laughs> twists on the log line. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the whole time.
3: That's true. That's very true. But also, as someone who hasn't read a bunch of the but goosebumps, goddammit. I was like, We do it I all the time. Do we, it. we always You're do like it. us, yep. you're doing it. I, I did it. Uh <laughs> I like I haven't read a bunch of them um since I was ten, so I uh definitely had a strong reaction to certain parts of this book, and the strong <laughs> reaction was mostly me writing the words what the fuck in my notebook yeah. over
4: and over <laughs> <Yeah>. again.
3: Um <laughs> I also at one point had such a strong reaction to a specific plot twist that I wrote out the letters of a key smash because I had a notebook, <laughs> but nothing conveyed the emotion I was feeling except a key smash. <laughs> I just I don't understand any of the choices made in the last third of this part. The
1: brain scramble.
3: Yes, yes. Well, maybe, maybe we lay out the, the, plot, the plot tracks
0: to get to these kind of weird moments we can talk about. Sure,
1: and it
2: starts with a man called Uncle Leo
0: from Seinfeld
2: (laughs) Did anyone else read
1: Uncle Leo in the
2: Seinfeld voice the whole time?
0: I didn't until now for some
1: reason until
2: you- Oh wow, okay
1: Gonna gonna say something that's probably gonna be bigger Controversy than the Fear Street (gasps) episodes. Not a fan of Seinfeld really.
2: Wow. Wow.
1: Wow. Wow. It's fine. It's fine It's okay it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I don't like it. It's okay.
2: What's the big deal with
1: Seinfeld? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about Seinfeld. Yada yada yada. We'll move on.
3: I don't. I don't know. I came onto this podcast to talk about goosebumps, and instead I seem to be, I've, I've watched a man set himself on fire here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel all of a sudden.
2: All right, so I am your evil twin. First character we meet, Uncle Leo. He's uh, Monty, our main character's uncle. Mont uh, Montgomery, Montgomery Adams. Montgomery. The only other Montgomery I know is Mr. Burns
1: on The Simpsons. Yeah. So.
0: It was hard for my brain not to go back to that every time. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I hated Monty, so that works.
1: <laughs> I think I think what they what this show does is like, or what this show this book does is it you know it, he's trying to do a shortcut to like us empathizing with him because they're like oh people are probably annoying to you about your name Montgomery so I'm supposed to feel bad for you right now, but then Montgomery ends up just uh, being an annoying piece of crap. So yeah,
3: you guys are you guys are real hard on this twelve year old. Welcome to Goosebuds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, like he tries to just sort of like coast like he's trying to like stay under the radar like his whole thing is like, you know, I don't make any waves. I'm Mm -hmm. a good kid. Mm -hmm. By the way, Montgomery. I looked it up on babynames.com. It means (laughs) hill man power. What? Or man from the powerful hill or powerful man from the hill. The powerful hill man, huh?
0: That's some big dwarf energy right there. I gotta be honest.
3: That's true.
2: That's
1: some dwarf energy.
2: Too bad that's where it
3: ends. I was going to say,
1: would, would Montgomery have any dwarf energy in this book? I guess not.
3: Oh, no, 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 no. 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 Okay. no, no. He,
2: he very rarely just drinks a big flagon of ale. So what do we know about Montgomery?
3: All right. We, we know that he is uh, a 12-year-old boy. Yep. We know that he's skinny and has red hair. We know that he is allergic to peanuts, but not in the way that any other human on the planet is right? allergic to
1: peanuts. I don't think I don't think there was enough information about peanut allergies when this book was written oh for RL to there do the was research.
3: So much. I was a child in the nineties. I knew more about peanut allergies than my parents as a ten year old. Like there's there's no way.
1: I love that this book is just filled with actual real horrors that can happen to you in real life, like sleep paralysis, peanut allergy. Uh, (laughs) What is, what is, there's another one. Oh, gas poisoning. There's all kinds of just legit, like, oh, children children being sold, that
2: sort of thing.
3: Yeah. Well, were they?
2: Yeah, they're just trafficked,
1: I guess. I love that, yeah, they hand wave the moral implications of creating clones, and they're like, "Eh, that's fine. You can do whatever the hell you want with them. We'll get there, though. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah,
2: I, I, do, I do like that there's a line towards the end of this book where a scientist says, no one knows how allergies work. Yes! I wrote
3: that down too! No one really knows how allergies work. Sir, you are a geneticist!
0: What that really means is R.L. didn't know for sure and he couldn't find an article on the internet that explained it coherently, so he went science.
1: R.L. called one doctor. And the doctor yeah. said, I really don't know. And he said, well, that You expli- think he called a doctor even? I think he Googled how peanut allergies work and went, well, that's
2: all I know. It I was, was
0: 1998. It
2: was 1998. So he asked
0: Jeeves, how
2: did peanut <laughs> allergies work? Monty's mom is a
1: zoologist.
0: Which is code for absent. Yeah, that uh, she's she's studying orangutans, mm-hmm. I right? guess.
1: Well, she's, yeah, she's planning to. Yeah, she's planning to go to the jungles of Borneo to study orangutans
0: which seemed yeah. like enough details like well that's going to pay off somehow nope not at all
3: <laughs> right yeah this book had so many red herrings that it got to the point where like they were tinning them and just <laughs> selling them in bulk there were so many red herrings and red book. herrings just bulk hadley
1: i did you feel as if that like these were like post production red herrings that like the book was written and then it yes! went back and then they were placed into it
3: I have a literal note somewhere in my four pages of notes that I took on this 125 page book. Uh, I somewhere in there I was like I feel like an editor brought this back and was like there aren't enough twists in here and RL Stein was like fine fuck you I'll show you a twist and then wrote like 11 <laughs> of them none of which work. It's unbelievable
1: every single one of them you read them and you're like well there's a there's a there's a setup there's a set. you can like feel yep. them being yep. you can be they're just so manufactured it's ridiculous.
3: Uh, there's a, there's one twist in the entire book that I like, but we can't talk about it because we haven't talked about I'm, cousin Nan okay. at all. All right. All
4: right. So, okay. so
0: well, yeah. So, Monty has a, a cousin, right? Nan is. Yes. Uh, not yep. a niece. Yes. Yeah, not a niece. So that'd be a different thing. Like, a cousin named Nan <laughs> that he is really fond of and is sad that Nan is going to be gone all summer. hmm. And I guess they're just emphasizing that they share a lot of things in common. Mm hmm. And early on, Monty has a a dream that I guess maybe actually set something up where he just has a dream that a man is using a scalpel on him. Kind of creepy. It's
1: a, another true it's, it's part sleep paralysis, part waking up in the middle of a surgery. Uh, again, another true yeah. life horror in this book.
3: Genuinely scary and if the book had kept that tone it would have been a good book.
1: Mhm. Mhm. You
2: can't just keep a tone. You can't just have a consistent
3: <laughs> tone throughout a work like that. In this economy? I don't know. <laughs>
1: like twists you got to keep throwing tones in there.
3: Yeah. Uh, um I just want to say uh before we go any further in the plot i just want to say one of the notes i wrote on page like 5 mm-hmm. was my guess is this is going to be like that one batman animated episode with poison ivy's clone family i okay. wrote that on at page 5 <laughs> i was please like uh... i think <laughs> please explain
1: yeah i don't know so, that episode there's
3: a batman animated episode where where batman spends the whole time trying to figure out what is going on with poison ivy cuz she's mm-hmm. acting like a normal housewife mm-hmm. meanwhile people around town are like disappearing hmm. and he like follows her home, it seems like she has like, a husband and children and a normal life, and he's like, what the fuck is going on with Ivy? It later turns out that her family is plant clones, mm, and then the cool. twist at the end is that Ivy is also a plant clone. So in fact, the entire like, plot that Batman was unraveling was just like one side experiment that Ivy was doing, she wasn't even there.
4: That's sick. Huh.
1: I love that.
3: And I wrote like somewhere in the beginning of my notes, like you know that one Batman episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
1: Just saying, it feels like it. Welcome to reading Goosebumps books, where you typically guess the entire plot within yeah. the first ten pages. Yeah,
3: I was pr- I was proud of myself. You that's know, very. I figured good. out a plot meant for ten year olds, and that's th- I needed a win. You know, so that was it.
2: Yeah one one significant thing is Uncle Leo has a lab uh in his house where he doesn't allow the kids to like go in because mm-hmm. he has dangerous experiments in there that
1: obviously is going to be a reveal <laughs> later surprising no one <laughs> to the to the red herrings thing like you you like we we're expecting that right like we in most goosebumps books whenever there's a mad scientist character uh they have yeah. their their thing that they can't go into he and then we have him prick uh, Monty with a pin early on in the book as another red herring to to make it yeah. seem as if they're really painting him as this like this evil character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they
2: have like this weird like power flex that Uncle Leo does to Monty where he calls him Montgomery every time.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mad dogs the hell out of him.
2: It's like, hey, I've kind of told you I like to be called Monty, and you're kind of. You know, just- <laughs> trampling over that so <laughs> this really sets a tone for our friendship <laughs> i i do like that there is some like even if it's just to be destroyed later which i knew that's what was happening but i do like that uh monty and nan have like a nice sort of friendship going yeah on nan is like, like, like a,
1: a a reverse foil she's she's not yeah. even like a foil she's just a amplification of what monty is about right yeah, mm-hmm. she's
2: like she has like friends. She like introduces um, Monty to her friends, and they go like rollerblading together, which is a cool kid thing to do in the '90s.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Did anyone else notice that rollerblade was capitalized?
1: As it should be, the official I sport. Just,
3: I was so curious about why that was.
1: Yeah, are rollerblade is that like a brand? Is that like a like a Kleenex situation? Is that what we're dealing with? I don't know.
0: Maybe. <laughs> You, 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 met my, you met my, my grandfather uh, Don Rollerblade, and he invented rollerblades.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holy fucking crap! Rollerblade is a brand. I didn't know that.
2: Wow. Whoa. Wow. Okay. That All doesn't right. seem right to me. Doesn't. That sounds fair. wrong. What is the? Wait,
0: what do you call them? In li- I mean, when... Inline skates.
2: Inline skates.
0: Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I
1: it, is, about that. it is inline yeah, skating. Well, that's
0: why, because no one likes that name, right?
3: Because it sucks.
1: Uh y'all created it up there in New England. It's West Lebanon, New Hampshire, is where rollerblade is from.
3: Oh, oh don't yeah. don't y'all us about New Hampshire. <laughs> Hang on. We
1: we do not we do not own <laughs> New Hampshire.
2: <laughs> Hadley, you're like fresh off the boat from New Hampshire. <laughs>
3: the boat? <laughs> the the hours drive south that I did, you know, the yeah. boat. Yeah. Um yeah, I did live up there for a few years, and I can tell you definitively it is a different planet than Massachusetts. <laughs> it's weird as hell in New Hampshire. Anyway. anyway, so rollerblades. So uh Monty is introduced to Nan's friends, one of whom is Ashley, mm-hmm. who yeah. Monty has a crush on. Her personality is rollerblades.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um <laughs> what else?
2: Well, she also laughs she also laughs she at laughs. Monty's jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her
3: other personality trait is laughs. Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: But it's so rare that like a kid in a Goosebumps book is allowed to have a crush. That like I'm I'm almost oh, going to give it a pass yeah. in this one
1: where Is that
3: real? Yeah. No, that's yes. that's fair. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Romanticism is. Oh, wow. not, there's not a lot of rom- romance in these books, and if there is, it's never reciprocated. Really,
0: most of yeah. the time, it's the kids have no, have not gone through puberty yet, or have affections, and then uh, we, the hosts, are like, they totally have a crush on each other. Like, no, mm-hmm.
3: see, this is where me coming from the Fear Street side of things. Those books are so horny. Oh, very horny. Yeah, <laughs> those books are ninety percent horn dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I guess, I have lenses on for this.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's a little huh. different.
0: Well, I'll be honest, if Nan and Monty had a crush on each other, that would be interesting on multiple levels. <laughs> um,
1: God.
3: <laughs> oh. Well. She's already his cousin. That's I wasn't... bad from
0: the start. <laughs> yeah. In the Midwest, second cousin's okay, all right? It's allowed. They're not it's... second cousin's.
3: They're first cousin's. yeah. <laughs> <She's Jen's. third laughs> <oldest cousins.
0: Well, laughs> We'll find out. <laughs> it's more than that.
3: <laughs> Alright, so they go to middle school together. Yep. In Miss Ekstat's homeroom, mm-hmm. which I wrote I wrote a note, like that's a hell of a name to give an extra character. Mm-hmm. Ms. Ekstat. That just she sounds like I don't know. Like her her name is mostly the word ecstatic. It felt just...
1: it felt real to me for some reason. I feel like I had a like, that's like a teacher I could have had in Catholic school. You know, <laughs> it's too
0: dumb of a name
1: to be
3: made up. It, it exactly, must be real. yeah, like it's yeah. like
1: yeah, like you couldn't okay. stumble upon that name by accident. It felt like <laughs> really.
3: I thought he just flipped to a page in the dictionary, cut, picked a cut, word, cut, and then changed some letters.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and and also Monty's receiving boons too at the beginning of this too for for his years <laughs> journey. What is it that his, his uncle gives oh, him? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, his
2: uncle gives him like a like a reflector holographic pin, which thing. does
1: not come into play.
3: They okay, like another red herring.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that supposed to be the no? That's not the blue dot thing from later. Okay, no. all right, all right. We need to keep into I going don't
3: think
0: so. Yep. That's weird. There's so so many just like loose threads. Yeah, it's
1: a magical boon that is never used. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't it be great if, like, Galadriel had given all of the hobbits and everyone gifts and then they never came into play later they're like, Sam, here's here's the brightest light from a dying star. And he's like, great, thank you, I'll put this on my mantle place. And then we never see it ever again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think RL would probably be a pretty good DM. Because he's like he sets up all of those little things, and he's like, maybe mm-hmm. one of them will go off, mm-hmm. and my players might not notice. They might sure. just be happy to have a good time.
0: We, as the players in his game, would be like, "What's about this pin?" He's like, "All right, I guess we're doing a quest about this pin now." Yeah, we're all, we're all <laughs> fixated on it.
2: yeah. RL is a DM who knows we can't talk back. Essentially.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so Monty's got a crush on his cousin, and he's
4: no, Chad. <laughs>
2: I can't More put that middle. in the podcast.
0: Why? I'm not advocating crushes on cousins. I'm saying Monty's got a crush.
1: Chad,
3: your
4: cousin, only one he does to
3: do about More it. More specifically, have a crush on Ashley, whose personality is rollerblades
1: <laughs> and laughing.
3: This is this is rollerblade Ashley eraser.
2: By the way, just to distract from Chad's cousin thing, um, they are going. <laughs> don't, don't
3: put it on me. <laughs>
2: They they do go to Taft Middle School, which is fucking mm. hilarious.
0: And cause, because our our president Howard Taft had a crush on his cousin.
2: <laughs>
1: I gotta see if they're. If-
0: you don't know if that's true or not. You gotta Google <laughs> and see mean, if that's a thing. I
3: have no idea if that's true or not. It could it be. Might it was be. the olden times.
4: It yeah. was old. Yeah.
1: Don't look it up. I was trying to see if there was a Taft (laughs) Middle School in Pennsylvania. It looks like the only ones that I can find are like San Diego and Oklahoma. By the way, this takes place outside of Philadelphia, which I think is the first. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, just just so you you all know, uh, you might not have been checking into this. I was checking to see if (laughs) if he was using real areas. And Mortonville is when he starts to describe certain uh, like actual like area details like distances and such. He is accurate. Mm-hmm. He he is far more accurate with his ac- with his location details than he is his peanut allergy details.
3: <laughs> That's, That's where- so weird.
1: Props to you, RL. That's where all the
2: research went.
0: I feel like I feel like we haven't even gotten into the main plot of this book. I'd no, we've not. no.
2: no, no. <laughs> and I'm also about to jump back a little bit because there is a, I guess, a plot point where he eats a donut and throws up. And it's because Mm -hmm. the donut was cooked in
1: peanut oil, and he is allergic to peanuts. Which, like, hold on, he he. he, Okay, this is inexplicable to me. They bought these donuts from a local donut shop, and the donut (laughs) shop printed "made with peanut oil" onto their white plain bag that they deliver them in. I know I'm nitpicking here, but that does not fucking have Yum Yum Donuts a local local change does not have the money to put their "made with" ingredients on the bag, Paul. Paul, I don't want to. Break, I don't want to break your heart right now. Yum Yum Donuts is in
0: L. A. too. It's not a local chain. Oh, it's, it's a national chain. I
1: so didn't know like. that. Wow, I thought Yum Yum was.
0: A I think top. you because you also shattered my own thought. I thought Yum Yum was a California chain. God damn it, Yum Yum! Stop pretending like you're in our neighborhood.
3: Wait, so so they could have like mass produced bags. I
0: guess I'm with Paul. I'm with Paul. They wouldn't like. Also, they wouldn't put unless that was like their whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. If they mm-hmm. if they fried their donuts in peanut oil, that seems so specific to me. Of like, that would be their entire like brand. They would have like a Mister yeah. Peanut, but not a Mister Peanut on
2: the bags.
3: Mm-hmm. They'd have yeah. Cause it's expensive. It, it is. I feel like
2: you have to advertise the fact that there are peanuts in your yeah. product because. A peanut allergy can
1: be very deadly.
3: Unless you're this kid.
1: Unless
2: you're Unless this you're kid. In this case,
3: it's just a mild inconvenience. His,
1: yeah, his body takes care of it instantly. His body yeah. just rejects it for him.
3: <laughs> I So, okay. The thing that I can't get over with this is that not only is it like not a real peanut allergy in any way it's also a plot relevant not real
1: incredibly allergy. plot uh,
3: relevant Which of all like, the
2: stupid shit to happen in the first part of the book why is that the relevant thing yeah let's get back to taft middle school and we get the first hint that something strange might be going on when this stat is like hey uh, remember where I told you to sit last week go sit there and Monty is like I uh I I don't remember where you told me to sit. Uh and she's like stop goofing around. That's a that's a really weird thing to goof about.
1: And again, <laughs> another true horror, another true horror of memory loss is being introduced into this, into <laughs> this book.
3: He was in California the previous week.
1: Yes. Yeah. No thing.
3: He was he wasn't even in the same state, right. so she couldn't have seen him.
1: Physically impossible. Uh, right. So
3: so rut row indeed, uh, and then a ch- and then he is good at piano for twelve paragraphs. I counted. <laughs> There's just an extended <laughs> piano lesson scene in the middle of this book for literally no reason.
1: And dude, again, it comes up in the plot later, somewhat loosely, but not really necessary for him to be good at piano.
3: <laughs> not enough for them to introduce the piano teacher as a character. Uh
1: huh. Have yeah. twelve no. paragraphs
3: of Leo playing piano by himself like at a lesson mm-hmm. and then be like alright now we're moving on it's literally just the most obvious two pages of filler if
0: if there was a scene later on where you do the cliche right where like Nan has a gun and she's pointed at both <laughs> Monty and his evil twin and she's I like mean? quick you what if you guys both play heart and soul and whoever plays it better <laughs> I'm not going to shoot <laughs>
1: I mean, Chad, she does that with a donut later on.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I guess she does. This is literally the trope, but with donuts.
4: (laughs) But
2: that would be so much better if like... Like eat the donut,
4: if, freshman. <laughs> 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 if
2: if Monty's piano playing was the thing that saved his life, that would be a trait or a skill he has that and en- or like that ends up helping him in the long run. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no order to the universe in this book. There's no moral to be had. Things just kind of fucking happen.
4: Right. Mm. Right.
2: And things continue to just kind of fucking happen. Uh, when uh, are we at uh, Ashley and? Uh, Monty getting a little flirty with the art supplies.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. Yeah.
1: Well, did we get to the? Is that before or after? Yeah. You know, that. It, all right. You're right. Yeah, because this is where he he well, he does some acrobatics in this scene, which are incredible.
3: <laughs> he does. does he? he does some bullshit in this scene. Well, yeah, actually, he does. Is it this do what Some what acrobatics. There is, but, uh, but not yet.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Cause Kevin, please, a, please describe this art. This, this yeah. Let's do the art supplies. Me? Yeah. yeah. Please. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's Sorry, I just didn't expect. All right, uh, yeah, he's in uh, he's in art class and um, he's doing papier mâché with Ashley, uh, and they're, he's like trying to pick a project to do. Ashley's making a mask, uh, which I assume is the mask that she puts on to get through her day to day life. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <and cope. laughs> And this is Ashley's expression of herself uh, as she tries to figure out who she really is coming into
4: adulthood. Am I really just Do laughing
1: you- in rollerblades? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, because if, if I may, yeah. Yeah. we find out very shortly that Ashley has a third personality trait, which is bitch. Yes, <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> because Monty, uh, like the little clown he is, is, is fucking around trying to make her laugh. And then spills a bunch of paint all over literally everybody's art.
4: Mm-hmm. Which I
3: yeah. was—I read this scene like three times trying to figure out the logistics, and I—I I came to the conclusion that he would have to have like whipped that jar of paint across the room.
1: Yeah, he's he's coming hard with like they're having playful little like 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 uh, cutesy, yeah. cutesy banter, and he just whips it. He goes nuts,
3: and it's and okay. Also, also, uh, the paint is in a glass jar, which any teacher. On Earth, will tell you they are not supposed to have as part uh-huh. of their mid- middle school art supplies. Like absolutely not.
0: Because a kid might eat the glass jar.
3: No, because you didn't break them. <laughs> it's, just it's, yeah, sure. it's like this idiot.
1: It's a liquid. Just put it in any other container that doesn't break. It's, it's very simple. Yeah. So uh,
2: Ashley is a betrayer.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> because
2: <laughs> when Monty comes back, uh, because the art teacher sentences uh, him and Ashley to clean the art room, which seems reasonable. <laughs> It seems reasonable. You are sentenced
3: but... to detention.
2: Yeah. It's just like uh you you know you made a mess just come back yeah, and clean, clean it up. up. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. But Ashley is like you fucking jerk, you piece of shit.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at Ashley at this point.
1: Uh, no, I'm not face. either because he was it was a gross overreaction on Montgomery's part. Sure. In terms of, in terms of the, in terms of the playful little thing they were doing where they were like painting on each other's faces and stuff like that
3: this is true he escalated that hard because he was like i'm gonna start painting on your face mm-hmm. which was like she gave lot. him
1: a cute touch of paint a little pip on his cheek
3: yeah
2: i didn't like the him painting on her mask i'm like that's her art
3: dude yeah. like, but yeah. i feel like that was that scene was very accurate to the way kids are though yeah because yeah. like yeah. If they if they sense an opportunity to be a bastard about a thing, they will. <laughs> right. So
2: you got to you got to explore your bastard potential while you're young or else. That's what being a
3: kid's all about. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 I I slashed up a, I slashed up a kid's binder in uh, shop class with an Exacto <laughs> knife at 12, So I had the I had the Monty like vibe going as a kid. I <laughs> Hadley, had Hadley, I've been really scared of you slashing up and <laughs> up someone's binder. To be fair, he he had been wrecking my little cardboard house. Oh, nonstop. Oh. So I think I oh. maybe I was more the Ashley in this situation because I I snapped finally. You had to
1: retaliate. Yeah, yeah like you were being yes. pushed you got pushed too far. Just we like You were
3: getting graded on that cardboard house.
1: Yes. You know? Yeah, that yeah. was your life. <laughs> that was your life this kid was messing with.
2: <laughs> I was
3: building a beautiful home for my family. And this fucking kid <laughs>
2: It's extremely funny to me, Chad being afraid of middle school Hadley, because middle school Chad would have been twice the size of middle school
4: Hadley.
0: (laughs) But I'm I'm picturing middle school Hadley with just like a box cutter, just like air stabbing, just like... Yeah, I like just doing slashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I must befriend. I must befriend middle school Hadley or die. Uh, die by their hand.
3: <laughs> I was. If it makes you feel any better, I was the biggest dweeb on earth as a child. So I don't think anyone could be afraid of me for anything.
1: Well, you're in good company here. Uh, Dweebs unite. Well, I, I should also say, in addition to being a bastard to Ashley. Uh, yes, Montgomery is also being a bastard to the uh, trio of bullies that are near him. Well, who are also being bastards. Uh, it's a, it's bastard. It's bastards all the way down. Right. I mean, those
2: bullies are also <laughs> dweebs because they're making a volcano, which is like the dumbest science project, paper mache, stupid
1: thing to make. I'm sorry.
2: You know, but in art
3: class. Also in art class. Yeah, in, in our art c- class. But
1: you know what? I would have done the same thing because all I wanted to do was go home and play Final Fantasy VII. So you know, like I did not give a shit about that. About that. I'm here to do my work and go home. And, and I yeah. got to save Eris. She yep. needs to be yep. saved.
2: Yep. I got I got to say, I'm with RL on the, what the fuck do you make out of uh, paper mache? Like, do you make like an egg or like a mask or like your hand or a cone? Because yep. those are your
3: options. <laughs> those, are,
0: those are the five shapes. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, we did globes. I, I distinctly remember the thing where you paper mache around a balloon. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh And you're making like a map of the world, but Mm -hmm. it always comes out kind of egg-shaped.
0: Yep. I'll be honest. I'm getting like spine chills just thinking about paper mache again and how gross that whole process
2: was. Uh, 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 uh. I loved it. (laughs) Not to be like uh, a we shouldn't teach art in schools kind of guy, but- Uh, what? (laughs) I just want to say we could have like learned how to like, you know- Retile a bathroom floor or something sure, It would have served sure. us better than the paper mache stuff this we is had true. to do.
0: If I could paper mache my house, sure. <laughs> if I could like yeah. stucco a wall with paper mache, I'd be like well, at least it's going to pay off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Applicable life skills. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: I'm just saying. I don't know too too many artists who use paper mache and not too much paper mache on Etsy is all I'll say.
0: Right. All, all paper mache became were giant globe shaped projects that would end up taking place in my attic because it doesn't feel right to throw them away later but i have no purpose for this Uh so i guess this i guess this paper mache globe will go into my attic until i die
2: yeah fuck paper mache i'm coming out against it
3: damn if i'm (laughs) saying i'm just saying if like i'm 31 years old If someone Mm. came to me today and was like, do you want to spend the rest of the day making a paper mache globe? I would be like, more than anything. (laughs) More than anything in the world. If I could just not be responsible for any of the actual shit and just be responsible for making a paper mache globe, I would do it. Just saying. That's fair. I miss it. Uh,
0: So Monty finds (laughs) out that uh, while he comes back to clean it up, the art room has been trashed even more. Mm -hmm. And Ashley says... Yo, Monty, fuck this shit up. Yeah. Monty's like, I didn't do that. There's no way I have an evil twin. She
1: narks hard, and Monty feels betrayed, even though he was being a bastard, as we said earlier. He feels betrayed, and uh, Ashley uh, keeps saying she saw him do it. She saw him perform the act of destruction.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Monty, the dunce he is, did not read the title of this book,
1: and thus is totally unprepared <laughs> okay. for the situation. I, Kevin, Kevin, I was thinking about this earlier. This is an yeah. instance where maybe a slight little bit of subtlety in the sto- <laughs> in the in the title of the story, RL, like would yeah. have been nice. Just like <laughs> yeah. a little mystery well, box, you know what I'm saying?
3: Counterpoint. Okay, the title is actually at least a little bit clever in the way that it actually comes in later. True, true. Because it's not, it's not, well, no, not clever, but it's different. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the thing you're thinking right. when you read the title.
1: Right, absolutely.
2: So, um, RL has stated that he starts with the title and then he builds the story from That, that.
3: makes so much sense right. considering the ending of this book, which right. mm-hmm. we gotta, like, yeah. We got to fucking hit fast forward. There is so much meat to get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're only on art supplies. So Monty's like sees... Yeah, I'm with you, Hadley.
0: So Monty at one point even sees what he is sure is a doppelganger staring at him during class outside the window, which in a horror movie could be... You could do an It Follows where it's very scary. It's Um, the
1: hereditary scene. This is the hereditary scene where he's looking at his (laughs) own reflection and it begins to act differently than what he has in his head. And that is fucking terrifying. Then he does a full fucking leap and roll through the window. That's the only way I can imagine it. Out the like window.
3: An animal. What?
1: <laughs> like a, like an angry cat. I, <laughs> he jumps through the window.
3: Yeah. That, I have that in all caps in my notes. He jumped out the window. And, okay. Yeah. This is like, so the clone had jumped out the window previously. Right. And now mm. Monty's jumping out the window. What is it about this kid that every iteration of him is like, oh, I see a window, I jump.
0: It's
1: parallelism, Hadley. It's parallelism. It's- uh, <laughs> I'm going I just wanna. I wanna roll it back to our piano talk. Give him tumbling. Yeah. Have his skill be tumbling. He likes to. T- he's a tumbler. <laughs> <laughs> Make him do a vaudeville performance.
0: My name is Monty, and
1: I'll do the hell of a cartwheel. <laughs> yeah.
3: Hello, my baby.
1: Hello, my Renee. <laughs> RL would love that shit. RL. Retroactive, <laughs> if you would like to rewrite this book, there you go. New yeah. plot point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So. Okay, so
0: so Monty Monty then is like, hey, maybe I have gotten a glimpse at the title of this book. And he <laughs> yes. goes to Uncle Leo. And just kind of, I feel, this is great. I, almost weirdly too far of a step. He goes, hey, Monty, do I have a twin? And <laughs> yep. Leo, no, hey, instead Leo. of going like, yeah, "Yeah, Uncle Leo, right? And instead yeah. of Uncle Leo going like, no,
1: I mean... Why would you think that? He just goes, "Yeah, uh, you do." <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: uh, here's yep. this earth. Here's this earth-shattering secret that uh, you, my mother, or your mother, and me uh, have decided to wait until your thirteenth birthday for some arbitrary reason to reveal to you. Here's the here's the fucked up part. Is this is a
2: smoke screen to cover Uncle Leo's own ass?
3: Mm-hmm. True.
2: Like yeah, he uses it is a lie. He uses this family secret.
3: Well. Yeah, it's it's like it's a true revelation that he's using to like deflect from the crimes against humanity that he has committed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I,
1: so, uh Uncle Leo's like uh complicity in the horrors that he does are really hard to read in this book cuz sometimes it feels like he's okay and then sometimes he does things like this using real right. true family well, secrets. And
3: sometimes because well there's a reason for that though. 'Cause after a certain point.
1: Right, yes, yes. There is a reason
3: for that. But in this scene, the the actual revelation is that uh Monty does have a twin and it's it's Nan. Mm-hmm. It's that cousin Nan uh is actually his twin sister and uh their mom was like, Oh, I'm uh I'm a young mother and I can't afford to, to uh have two children. I will simply hand off my daughter to my brother, Mm -hmm. and that'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Which is a hell of a choice to make. I don't know why you wouldn't just move closer to your brother. And just share. These are
0: are all, yeah, sorry, this was all of my notes were about this like big twist of the secret. Like this happens all the time, right? People who are in very serious situations I can't take care of this child. I you know, situations change. Whatever, don't feel like I'm ready. And they put the child over for a donation or no, donation Donate. adoption. Donate. <laughs> they put the child in a in a goodwill box and go. Leave a child <laughs> behind. <laughs> I'll take a different child. <laughs> well, the next person that came by who needs an extra child. Oh, uh, sorry. It's really dark. <laughs> like, that's a lot. I'm just picturing, like, one of those, like, plastic, like, pools you get for kids when they're three and there's just a bunch of kids just sitting there outside a grocery yeah. store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're totally right. The, the, the heart... The the deepest confession of like we didn't want to tell you is like it seems like you could have told just lived your lives together.
1: But again, yes. right? Like they reveal that they were going to tell them on their thirteenth birthday for some arbitrary reason. What what the fuck was that about? Why were they waiting until they were thirteen? What was it about thirteen that they know. were like this is going to be the time that we tell them?
2: I I also like that Nan points out later that they have the same birthday. They probably should have guessed <laughs> <Yeah>. something <laughs> <right>. about <them. laughs>
3: Okay, Nan. Nan says a series of the craziest shit I've ever heard in this uh-huh. in that scene because she starts with, and I'm quoting directly. Mm-hmm. It explains a lot, like why we're both good piano players. What?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: What? That's how it works. And yeah. then, then she says we have the same birthday. We should have figured it out. And then she like leads up with a story about how they both. Stole from another child on Yo. that child's birthday. Yeah, and they both like. Therefore, they must be related. They're what?
1: Both they're both scoundrels. Is what they is what they're saying? <laughs> sure. I, I
4: don't
2: know. That kid sounded like a jerk. So uh, I don't I think it, it was a-
1: that was revisionist history on both of their parts. I that was I don't fun. Know,
2: dude, could have been could have been a cool crime
1: if it had been
0: like if this, not to start fixing this book already, but if it had been a thing of like, oh Monty's original mother gave both children up and they went to different homes that would make more sense To and then they, you know, Nan and him found each other or whatever. That would make more sense than like the mother going well I can't afford both kids so Monty is the firstborn so I keep Monty, even though that means what one came out of the vagina a few minutes earlier, which is crazy. Anyway, that's a whole other thing.
3: Do you think she flipped a (laughs)
0: <laughs> Maybe At first born means you're the first one out, right? That just literally yeah. means like well, you had a few more minutes he's, of air, which is crazy. Older. Ten minutes the, older.
3: The, that's the the thing, but like I I guess I don't understand the reasoning of like, well, my my brother and his wife want children very badly. I should just give my daughter to them instead of like I don't know moving in with them or something. I don't. I yeah. still can't get my head around it. There's two I know, other yeah. adults. Here to help yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand.
2: Yeah, they live oh, in a okay. giant house with extra
1: rooms in it. Like, yeah. what's the problem
2: She's here?
3: Okay.
1: Five extra rooms. Uh,
3: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a
1: wild time. And Hadley, I'm assuming that's the twist that actually got you, right?
3: Well, it didn't. Yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't, like. It floored by it or anything but i was just kind of like all right that's kind of a sweet yeah you know just interesting yeah. development for the characters it's nice you know it's mm-hmm. it fits in the plot i didn't like i didn't mind that one yeah uh at all
2: as wild as that twist is it doesn't like solve anything for no. monty because there's still a clone of him running around doing stuff yeah and uh i think we're about at the recital yes
3: yeah. we are well, yeah, we're at the, the series of things that go on around the recital. Yeah, he gets
1: yeah. he gets beaten upon by the bullies that he screws over earlier at one point, which is another true horror. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he gets an ass-kicking.
3: Another, another 1990s trope.
1: Yeah, just getting yeah. just mm-hmm. getting beaten up. Uh, so yeah. th- I think that happens before the recital, right?
3: It does, yeah. It happens before the, the NAND reveal, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. wow, okay. Uh, but it doesn't really matter because those bullies never show up again. No, it's an, yeah. a, so. completely unnecessary <laughs> ass-kicking it's just,
2: that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um Yeah, his ass is kicked for for uh, kind of a good reason, I guess. He,
3: he did ruin their art project. He was a bastard. Yeah. I just want yeah. to say he did wreck their art yeah. project and they had been working on it for a week.
0: Those bullies could have been artists, but instead their dreams were Dash and now they've become <laughs> yeah. just, you
1: know, roaming yeah. gangs. Now they're all um, stuck yeah. gonna be stuck in Mortonville, Pennsylvania. <laughs>
3: really really Monty's kicking Hitler out of art school moment. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> So 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 this some of this recital where Mon- Monty is like, oh, I forgot my sheet music. Like that's the only thing you needed, Monty. Mm-hmm. The yeah, only, <laughs> the only mm-hmm. thing you had to bring with you.
2: You had one job, yeah. Monty. It was it was, one it was
3: stolen by Monty. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> basically,
0: right? So yeah, yeah. Monty if it basically goes off, gets gets locked in the supply closet. I'm guessing that was the evil twin. Was that ever specified? That it was that who locked him in? Yeah, it is.
3: Yeah, I think it is.
0: Goes through another window.
3: Well, while
2: Gaffer is releasing- I I
3: feel like it's very important to say that the clone at this point tries to actually murder him. Yes. Because he throws a bottle of something toxic in there and it starts smoking. Yeah. Like, what the fuck chemicals do they keep at this school?
1: They're, well, they're, keeping, out, they're keeping everything in glass. They're keeping open bottles of, of poisonous,
2: <laughs> gassy chemicals out.
3: It says that smoke is coming out of the bottle. Like, what the fuck is it?
2: Nothing good for lungs. So he, he escapes out the window. Another de- defenestration in this book. And he comes back to the auditorium to to see himself on stage playing with Nan.
1: And is he doing good when he's playing on stage? Or has do- is, is it ever described how well he's playing on stage?
2: I I believe he's doing rather well. I believe he's it, it's just a good recital because people are cheering, and then he goes backstage to confront himself. Yeah, at
1: this point, he should have just done what was best and just accepted the fact that the 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 Nega Montgomery was making him look good.
2: Or he could have played dead. Like, how was okay? My question is, how <laughs> was Clone um, or or Nega or whatever Montgomery? How was he? Going to explain his own dead body discovered on the premises of the school.
0: I think that's, I think that's a great really question, Kevin. Point. Evil Montgomery, <laughs> which I'm going to call N- Nega Montgomery. I'm going to call not- <laughs> <Gummery>. not, <laughs> uh-huh. not, not, yeah. it not Montgomery, not Montgomery. Yeah, Maybe he was like you know because already this has been established based on the way he handles. Like I'll come back to things later. Mm-hmm. Montgomery was going to kill it on the performance mm-hmm. and then come back and take care of the body later.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean there. We find out later that there there are several other non Yeah, let's let's get to that part because that's where this yeah. move just
0: gets really
2: fucking. Yeah, bad and
3: right. that's the, that's next up. But I do want to. I just want to say the re, the recital does end with uh not throwing <laughs> a piano at actual Monty. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just wait. I missed. He threw. A-
3: through through like Hulk through a piano. Did I just no, skip like, that part? No, but it's like a it's like a I think it's described as like a baby grand or something. And Jesus. a twelve a year old boy manages to like shove the piano with enough force to send it like flying at Monty.
1: I think we are told later too. We we're giving no we're given no explanation as to how he can do this. But I think we're told later that he does have at least a, an inability to feel pain and is yeah. extremely strong. <laughs> yeah.
3: They have super strength. Yeah. The they have super yeah. strength. That's true. Yeah. But it's just like nuts that this like no one reacts to that yeah. except for Nan going like why'd you do that? The and I'm c- like, wouldn't any adult in this room be like, holy shit <laughs> Yeah,
0: reacting You're calling a security guard at the very this, least.
1: This is the same yes. kid who they just saw do a full somersault through a window a couple of days earlier. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> and now he throws the piano and nobody is like, get this kid onto the football team. Nobody's doing what they did to you, Chad. <laughs>
2: So at this point, he's on his way back with Nan, right? Or is he chasing down his clone? No, he's chasing really, the clone. Yeah, this part's really unclear to me.
3: He's he's chasing the clone because he sees the clone spray paint a car. And that's, <laughs> that's how we right. know the clone is bad news because it is the 90s. And the worst thing you could do in the 90s <laughs> is spray paint anything.
0: And then he does that thing from the Calvin
1: and stickers where he pees, he pees right on the car. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: he spray painted a <laughs> peeing Calvin onto the car.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my god! An the artiste. ultimate. The, the ultimate.
1: He did a crime and then a copyright infringement crime. Yeah. Oh, fuck.
3: Banksy over here.
1: He spray paints
2: Monty loves Ashley
1: forever
2: or something like that with a four,
1: which mm-hmm. is also he doesn't care about grammar, so that's also a crime of uh, at least in the nineties.
3: Nobody cares about grammar in this book. The English teacher doesn't know what a proper noun is.
1: Dude, that... Uh, that's,
3: there's a st- I'm not going to get into it because yeah, so we don't have a lot of time, I know. but that's, there's a scene in this book where an English yeah. teacher doesn't know what a proper noun is.
1: <laughs> I was, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I, I,
2: I think it's wilder that R.L., a celebrated <laughs> writer of fiction, does, also does not know what a proper noun is. Proper
1: nouns, peanut allergies, they're a mystery to him. <laughs> no...
3: Well, we're going to buckle in then, because yeah, in terms okay. of shit that Arl Stein doesn't know, we are about to reach a crest.
1: You
2: could fill this book with shit Arlstein doesn't know, <laughs> and boy did he! It already
0: it already is. Um, <laughs> so they follow. So Nan and Monty follow evil Montgomery yeah. back to Uncle Leo's house, mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They go into Uncle Leo's lab.
3: They go in and immediately there's four Monties in front of them. Yeah, and then Monty's like, oh, shit, there's four of me. The clones restrain him. And then Uncle Leo is like, I guess you two have to die now. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Monty, real Monty, yells hi ya in real life. Yep. While yes. karate yep. up in a clone. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah.
2: And you know because Hadley's saying it, that's not made up. That's No, I'm that's not real. making this up.
3: I know no. it sounds like a bit. This is in the book. Uh, then there's a chapter cut. Uh, yeah. And then the twist... Uh, uh, the the next twist out of a hundred uh is that uh the real Uncle Leo is tied up in the closet and I have a note, I was right, motherfuckers. It is exactly <laughs> this fucking <laughs> Batman episode. Uh but the <laughs> the the upshot of this is that the scalpel dream was real and it was evil Leo taking a skin sample with a scalpel. Yeah, what the yeah fuck that fuck was crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. Really <laughs>
2: which is wild because in all the books we've read how often has a dream sequence turned out to be worth a damn
0: right right never right never. i think it's always just a fake out oh it was a, t- oh, it was a dr- i drowned no i didn't yeah it's dream
2: <laughs> it's always just like a weird tone piece like the like the tentacle, tentacle spaghetti sp- monster yeah. thing oh at man the, the hentai beginning monster of the-
0: from last book oh yeah
2: man. and like what it's the just. Fuck? Yeah, man. It's...
3: <laughs> That's a tease to check out. The last episode,
1: Creature
2: Teacher. I guess I gotta listen
3: to the most recent episode, because I did. What?
1: Yeah, we, have, we should have shared that with okay. you as like a little amuse-bouche for this book. We should have given you that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So they're in the closet. Leo, Leo, Uncle Leo, is like, all right, I cloned myself. And then mm-hmm. my clone somehow created four clones of my nephew without me noticing in my own lab.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And question, question. Okay. Not to get too weird into it, but why Monty? Yes. Why this little boy?
4: You're right.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, I don't know.
2: <laughs> You'd think clone Nan or clone both of them. Yeah. But- No, we clone Monty only. There's this
0: weird fixation on Monty that is like, I don't know why a bunch of wee woos were going off in my head of like, I don't know what's going on, Uncle Leo. This feels weird.
3: I feel like Clone Leo is sexist. I feel like he picked Monty (laughs) because he was like, I need a bunch of strapping lads. Uh-huh. So he me with it, and he didn't want to clone himself <laughs> again because he, the evil clone, was like, "Well, I turned out evil, and I don't want my clone of, of a clone to betray me. Uh-huh. So I'd better clone a child who is impressionable."
1: Okay, we don't know if the clones of Monty were clones of the clones or just more clones of Monty. Because I wonder if you clone a clone, does it flip back? Is it like a negative number that just like flips oh. back to positive at that point? <laughs> I- I-
0: I think Paul, that's a great question. I think when of, of it flips, it's more of like each clone gets a little bit worse quality, like when you copy an image over and over again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. gets like
2: artifacted. Deep fried clones. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Uh, we we also learned that there is only one way to tell a clone from a a, a normal human. Yes. Apart from them being evil, and uh, eventually we learn not feeling pain. The only way you can tell is a blue dot on their right thumb
4: mm-hmm. that
2: looks almost exactly like a tattoo and could easily be replicated yes by anyone with a tattoo needle
1: <laughs> or a sharpie
0: i was picturing i know they i know they made like a little dot i was picturing like when you go to like say like a goodwill or a ross and they have like the discount items have a little blue sticker on it which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <different.
1: laughs> a little, a little. <laughs> Like they are just they put those on the kids to mark the clones. It's like a school. It's like a school book fair where there's like a yellow, yeah, red, yeah, and blue a, sticker.
3: Little, yeah, yellow, yellow sticker books are two dollars.
1: Blue sticker books. Uh, Yellow's a that? double clone.
3: Okay, as a warning to the listener, this is where this book goes from zero to child slaves really quick. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. This is the point at which we are told that the that clone Leo is using the Montes as slaves.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um,
3: and immediately after, does anyone who wants to handle my favorite twist in the book? Do we, does anyone I else think have you like, should? I kind of think you yeah. should. If it's your favorite right. twist, yeah. I think you should get to Adler. This is my favorite thing that happens in this book. Okay. Which is, so at a certain point, Monty uh, has, makes it, he gets, he distracts the clones and Nan escapes. And yeah. that's, uh, that's actually the most normal scene in the entire book. Mm-hmm. And later, Nan comes back with help. In the form of, they're described as Leo's old college roommates. Yes. Who are actually, like, black ops? They're
2: just, they're human traffickers.
3: They're human traffickers. I am quoting directly from the book. They've set up a special lab in South America. Soon the clones will be far away. What Listen. the fuck? These
1: these yeah. are CIA spooks that are yeah. that are involved in in the in like the Colombian cartels.
3: I think Monty is like, not Monty. Sorry, I think Leo is like because he's already he's already violated the Geneva Convention by creating right. new things. <laughs> yep. so, mm-hmm. so I'm being serious. He's in his own basement. Violated the Geneva Convention. I think he's like. Like part of some elite Black Ops team or whatever, and he just called up his old buddies and is like, I've got more children for you to take away to the special children lab in South America, which is, you know, a country according to R.L. Stein. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when, when I think South American black ops child lab I obviously <laughs> go straight to like Nazis like this is a Nazi yeah. yes. like so same, voice
0: from Brazil this is some sort of weird cloning oh, it's like a, or we're de- something we're yes. dealing with a this is
3: where Monty's uh, not Monty's sorry I keep doing it uh, Leo's failed mistakes go to die uh-huh. yeah. literally these roommates they are used to this shit This is the 80th time Leo has pulled some shit like They don't
0: shut it down. They just go, oh, we'll take these clones off your hands. Thank you. Yes,
3: they are so calm. We'll take
2: these fresh boy organs off your hands. (laughs) 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 Little evil boy blood never did you any harm. If if
0: they had said early on, like, Monty, there's not much to Monty, kind of an unassuming kid, but boy, his liver is the best liver in the world. (laughs) Strong, (laughs)
1: strong, strong organs, always donating blood, freely giving out his blood. (laughs) So... One of the clones
2: manages to trick Nan uh, because they tattoo a blue uh, a blue dot onto Monty's thumb so that they can't tell original Monty fr- uh, from the clone Monty's. Mm-hmm. And one of the clones, the smartest one, I guess, uh, tells the, the stolen choo-choo train story to Nan. And Nan's like, oh, well, that's got to be it because I only told that story to one person. While Monty's like, no, he must have overheard. Oh, no, we're still in Monty's perspective. So we know that original Monty is now being human trafficked to I guess the nearest harbor in Pennsylvania. This book is insane. <laughs> yeah.
3: There's a canal somehow in like nearby uh-huh. that they are taking them to where uh-huh. there's a ship, which makes no sense to me geographically. Yeah, okay. I guess they were
1: gonna ship them out on the Delaware, I guess. <laughs> 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 like Paul well, did that make be- like geographic sense at this point at this point with uh children being shipped off to south america i was on board for whatever rl wanted to do i wasn't asking any more questions
2: monty manages to trick the other clones uh who are not too happy about being human trafficked he manages Mm -hmm. to trick them into arguing amongst themselves uh, by saying, aren't you upset that your name's Montgomery? Don't you want a better name? Don't you want to choose your name? They're like, yeah, we do. And then he manages to get them to work for him? Like, what was that it's, scene? It's an, he's,
3: he throws down the emotional smoke bomb mm-hmm. of, yep. don't, you hate, don't you hate the name that you were given? I know because I hate my name and you're me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. yes, we are Monty. And he's like, you're going to get it eventually. Yeah. And then they start arguing over who gets to be what name. <laughs> Like and, they all yeah. want to be Paul or and something. Yeah,
1: and it's great because <laughs> Uncle Leo's clone is here as well. And he is, like yeah. he has been trying to like work with these clones to like to like escape and figure out an escape plan. And the kids start fighting <laughs> the kids start fighting <laughs> over the name. He's like, Well, fuck this shit. And he just crosses his arms and sits down and ignores real Monty as real Monty makes an escape for it, just completely ignores him.
3: Well, okay, I have a I have a conspiracy theory about that, but we're gonna get to it later. Oh, okay.
1: All
2: okay. Right. okay. I have a theory. Okay. Monty then runs full tilt for eight miles until he gets <laughs> back to his home. Out of the
0: back of like a military truck is what I, I pictured them in. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Which he, and he yeah. like smooth talks one of the like CIA guards that had been left behind to like protect yep. the, the the clones in there. Well, the
3: guard didn't, he- didn't know what was in the truck though.
1: Oh, the guard didn't the gu- know. The guard oh, didn't know. He it was just, kids. the guard was just following orders. I, okay. Yes. <laughs> I just, well, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I I just I did I assumed that that was one of the roommates. I had no idea that okay, so that was a separate. They have a full on operation here, huh?
3: Yeah, I. This is why I think there's a like government black ops people. Wow. I don't. I think there's something <laughs> deeply wrong going on here that the book is just not going to address. They're just going to gloss over that. Like, what did R.L. Stein know? What is he trying to tell us? <laughs> but
2: this has to be code. It makes no other sense. He's trying to get a message Hel- out.
3: So they killed the real R.L. Stein in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to be too deep.
1: <laughs> I-, I actually heard that the next book in the series is him apologizing for faking the moon landing. <laughs> Damn it.
2: <laughs> so Mon- Monty runs back to Mortonville, mm-hmm. gets to his home, and now we have... Mm, a perspective crazy. shift.
3: Bum, bum,
1: bum. Never happened before in a goosebumps. This story. is wild I I I read books, but I don't think my brain was capable of understanding what was happening here. I was truly confused. I
3: did like
2: a I did like a quintuple <laughs> take. I had to read that page up yep, a, a couple times to be like, what on earth is happening here? Yeah because same. we have I, I think there have been perspective changes in Goosebumps before. But it was Did like you there? now you're an alien child or something Not, like that.
1: Th- I don't think there's been anything quite like this. This was okay. the, the severe shift like this.
2: I, I'm glad he's trying like an artsy style like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just feels like a, a throwing shit at the wall moment for RL. Mm-hmm. But like because I, I we've can't...
0: already because yeah the, because the next scene is them doing another. Proving to Nan which one is the real Monty, which I could argue why you'd want to have the audience be on the side of Nan. So she, does, she doesn't she does know which one is we, the audience, don't know which one is saying which. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he already just wrote a scene where the real Monty from RPOV is arguing that he's the real one and loses. So it's like crazy that both exist in this book, I guess, Mm -hmm.
1: to me. Yeah. Uh, I do want to make a note before we go too far. far. Just, we were asking, you know, how they were going to ship these children out to sea. Uh, I did look it up. Mortonville (laughs) has the... Fun Lord of the Rings fact, Brandywine Creek runs through <gasps> runs through the area. Well, you can take that, all, take that all the way to the Delaware, which you can take out to the sea, baby.
4: Oh,
0: give the kids a bunch of brandywine for their trip. Wait, oh no. Straight pipeline from the Brandywine
2: to Naziville, <laughs> South America. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Anyways, go on. Go on. Okay, so the test this time, from Nan's perspective, is she has both Monty's eat a donut. Um, because <laughs> the allergens in the peanuts in the donuts will make the real monty puke unless that's a clone trait yeah why wouldn't
1: it be
3: yeah if they're exact clones
1: well no
2: one
3: knows yeah.
1: we we don't know how allergies but work or genetics this, this is where
3: uncle leo the geneticist yes. who violated the geneva convention by cloning himself says mm-hmm. quote no one is sure exactly how allergies work yeah. and that's how that's explained away
1: You know, like, and I want to give R.L. credit for for at least bringing back this early scare that happens in the book, right? This true horror of of a peanut allergy that he doesn't understand. I do want to give him credit for doing that. But the way that he hand waves it with that quote there, Hadley, and the end of this book makes the whole segment be bullshit.
3: Yes. There's a a logistic problem with how this is handled also. Mm Mm-hmm. In that, uh, can I, can I yeah. get into the twist? Oh, yeah, yeah, please, okay. please. As I, I feel like as the guest, I am giving all the twists away, and I feel like I should give you guys. No, no, no. No no, please, no, no, is please. it's your guest right? Um, Take this burden off of us, Hadley. Thank you. <laughs> okay, the, the thing that happens, because Nan's like, I'm smart, and hands them both a donut. is like, eat the donut, freshman, and yeah. one <laughs> of you will Ralph. <laughs> and that'll be yeah. my brother slash cousin. Uh so brother cousin, brother cousin. Yeah. They eat the donuts, one of them Ralph's, and she goes, Okay, that's the real Monty. And the other one is dragged screaming away by Leo, who suddenly is strong enough to do that, I guess. Um and it's, you know, oh, this is a dirty trick, whatever. And then the next scene, we're still in Nan's POV. And they're watching a movie and eating popcorn unsupervised, which is a hell of a move by Leo. (laughs) So they're chilling and she's like, boy, I'm glad we solved that clone problem. And he's like, yeah, I'm really glad you made the real Monty go away or something like that. She's like, what? And he's like, I switched the donuts. Yep. Ah ha ha. Uh, He is like, I I don't know. Like this kid went to the same donut shop and was like, do you have any that are not fried in peanut oil? Which, what? Yep.
1: <laughs> and then fakes a fake version of a peanut allergy. Like, a, yes, we got a yeah. double fake out here. Like, Vombed on command. Vombed on yes. command. <laughs> and leaving other real Monty, true Monty, confused as to why he's not vomiting from the donut he just ate. It, yes. It's truly astounding. Truly astounding. Like, the 4D chess that, that clone Monty is playing is <laughs> incredible.
3: How did clone Monty... Get away from real Leo and Nan long enough to go get auxiliary donuts. And how did he know no.
1: and how did he know that regular Monty was gonna show up and then and thus <laughs> was constantly vigilant and prepared for the moment that he would show up so that he could swap the donuts out, knowing that <laughs> knowing the- that Nan was going. Yeah, evil Monty's been going
0: down to the local yum yum every <laughs> day. The same way, like, an old man buys the lotto ticket every day. Like, maybe this time it's going to hit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this time. Evil Monty's been buying a couple of non-peanut oil donuts from a place that puts peanut oil on their bags. <laughs> uh, and and just like, just in case, just in case, I got this secret McGovern out of here. Do you think yeah. the
3: people working at the Yum Yum are like, God, this, this one asshole kid could go anywhere else. To get donuts that aren't fried in peanut oil. But he keeps coming in yeah. here and making us do an equipment switch con- and clean everything. <laughs> we have to clean up the oil <laughs> of <out> the <laughs> fryer. <laughs> and, and his jaw's always hanging
2: unhinged. And <laughs> it's just really annoying. But the policy of Yum Yum Donuts is we always have to do everything our 12-year-old customers <laughs> say we should do. <laughs> In the middle of the day, they're like dump out the fryer, all forty <laughs> gallons
1: of it. We gotta
0: put some oil. Somebody's
1: in. somebody's working at the at the cash register, and they see unhinged jaw Monty <laughs> walking towards the store. They're like, "Ah, oh, fuck, he's back!" God
3: <laughs> damn it! <laughs> like we just- Do you think twelve year old clone Monty goes in there like, "I would like to uh, see your manager real quick uh, about the the peanut oil situation." <laughs>
1: Every um, damn day, <laughs>
3: day. Uh, but so okay. We have to get to the 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 ultimate twist, uh, which is not really a twist so much as the title drop, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. the last line of the book. Yeah, so come so, and take us away.
2: So, um, clone evil Monty gets to say the title of the book to Nan in the only way the title of the book would make sense as a piece of dialogue. <laughs> he says, "I am your evil twin." referring to that he is the evil version of Nan's twin, who we established as Monty.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yes. So RL basically did like, he told us what the punchline was, and yeah. then he constructed a narrative in such a way, like bending all rules of sense and storytelling in order to get us here to where mm. his title makes sense as a piece of dialogue to end the book. And then I feel like he just like high fived himself for forty five minutes after this. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. You, hey, you know what? My, you know what my favorite thing is I'm going on Reddit and I'm reading Reddit slash r slash funny. God, I love Reddit slash r slash funny. And just and, and then the the punchline is the title. Mm-hmm. And then I read the whole rest of the joke. I'm like, oh, you told me the punchline. <laughs> that that's my favorite. That's my favorite. That's not even a, that's not even a good anecdote to share to the slide all This I RL wrote towards his title. He wrote towards it at the yes. very end and got us there. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I I think okay my take on the way this title worked I think this screams of he had the idea for the evil not the evil not twin saying the line I am your evil twin to to this girl I yeah. think he had that image in the the depths of like his fifth or sixth blunt in one day. And just, you know when you have an idea when you're like really baked and you're like, this is the fucking smartest thing Uh I've ever come up with. I'm so clever. I think he wrote that down and then slept on it. And then the next day he was like, well, I do have a deadline. And just ran with it and just engineered the book around that bit.
1: Hadley, he wrote- That's my take. He wrote the entire book from Nance's perspective, the, the high version. He wrote that. He sent it to his editor and his editor said, RL, great title. We got the cover ready. You're going to have to write a not high version for us. And he (laughs) he went back and wrote the non high version and he used the last two chapters and he just inserted them in and that's what we got at the end.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: Yep. I think we solved it. We solved this book.
2: (laughs) Well, that's been another episode of (laughs) Goosebuds. Buds. Hadley, thank you so much for being on our show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you,
3: Hadley. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me
2: uh if if you want more hadley content uh you can listen to the second season of pretend friends where hadley Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. our fantastic dm they also have a patreon if you want to go support them directly uh it's patreon.com slash had sinclair is that right or
3: i that sounds correct
2: yeah it's probably something like that Sure, i don't
3: know i'm not (laughs) if you just google me it'll happen it'll yeah go
2: go follow them on twitter at had sinclair
1: yeah yeah
3: yeah that's where to find me mostly Thank you. Yeah.
1: And then also you yeah. can find Hadley involved in many, many, many Supertry Studios games.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, if you like horror, you should play um The Shade Between the Trees. That would yes, that'd be a great one for our listeners to play.
0: What's the best link to go to to play that? Would that be on
3: That's on, that on uh, supertry.h.io Io. Yeah. All of our other uh all of our other games that, not all of which I worked on, but you should play all of them anyway. Uh just just cuz you like us.
2: If if you wanna like you know maybe maybe see some I don't know good writing <laughs> you can check out uh, <laughs> Snack Run Blow <laughs> that one's a good one that Hadley wrote and directed and I programmed for um, yeah and uh, beneath Alien Woods another good one that Hadley did mm-hmm. and uh, there's also our game Hack uh, which you can buy yeah. for money that's all on Supertrieditio or at
1: supertrystudios.com. It's
3: true I guess I do have stuff. <laughs> 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 I'm learning so much about myself today.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, Pancake Theon would be good too. That's also, that's a very narrative, narrative heavy one.
3: Yeah, if you if you want to play uh, uh, my personal favorite of the games we made over the last year, Pancake Theon is uh, a good place to start for sure.
0: A roguelike with breakfast gods, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's got art from our friend Bam. He may know from
1: Pretend Friends. From the Pretend Friends.
0: And also uh Goosebuds related stuff. If if you want to check out bonus episodes, uh by the time this comes out, we maybe have just even dropped a bonus free camp goosebuds for everyone to check out. Uh, yeah but you get those bonus episodes every month uh if you support our Patreon at patreon.com slash goosebuds.
2: Nice. hats thanks again for coming on our show.
0: Hadley,
1: thank you. Thank you, Hadley.
3: Thank you, everybody. I had a blast.
1: We did, too. Very fun time about child trafficking. Glad <laughs> yeah. The most, oh the most joy I've ever had talking about uh, South American uh, black ops camps.
2: I'm going to go eat a donut and hopefully keep it down.
1: <laughs> Godspeed, y'all. I'll see
2: you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: This
0: episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters. They are in the book of names, starting with Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara, Hollis
2: Hornbeak, Cameron Murphy Audio, Michael McDowell, David Kron, Josh Robertson, Mickey C, Nathan Dolezal,
1: Kelly C,
0: Mike Glantary,
2: Buddy Moral, cave Mel
0: Dipson,
1: Jim Greaves,
0: Zang Keith, Afsheen, Deggy
4: mixteggy.
1: Dango Twist, Brian Wells. Yes, Andrew, I, Zenticles, am just a pile of chill cephalot arms. <laughs> Thank you for asking.
0: I'd go, go to a chili octopus restaurant though. That's all.
1: Chili? Crazy. I thought it was chi, like chili cephalot. I was like, that's so sound, oh. That sounds really good. Low belly hate me.
0: Stealth Bates.
1: Joseph Miranda. Patrick Reynolds.
0: Scott Colopy.
2: Robert Moon. Jason Crooker.
0: John Keaty.
1: Clay Castle.
2: Miguel Pardo.
0: Christina Doling. Third
1: Sergio.
2: Gath.
0: Matthew, more paranoia shop. I'm so sorry. You're not
2: going to get any. <laughs> Aww.
1: Sniggy.
0: <laughs>
2: Reinfected. infected. Maddie. Ishak Arafin. Gregory D. Warren.
0: Alan Saylor.
2: Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter.
0: Aiden Alexander Dice.
1: <laughs> Judge R. Slinks.
2: Justin Wagman.
0: Chosen One.
2: Cardboard Walk. Levi-than.
1: My God. <laughs>
0: Up and champ.
1: Jonas Angman. I'm still blown away that it's Levi-than. <laughs> I know, right? Sorry, Jonas. I've walked all over yours. <laughs> Alicia Grafe.
0: <laughs> Meloyster.
1: Carl. Hey,
2: Broccoli. Pause for a second. I think I gotta get something off my chest. I love Paul. Oh. Oh. I love you.
0: The, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation.
2: Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina.
0: Trent Davis.
1: Joe. Brook
0: X. Jesus Christ.
1: Christian Vansky. Drew Applegate.
0: Jonas Blotterman.
1: Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hobgood.
2: Zach Connor.
1: Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Joe open
2: quote spooky digital ghost close quote steering.
1: <laughs> Tom Whittem. Paul Grasso. Trans rights. Taylor Dierks. Joe, regular name, Scott.
4: Mm.
2: Andrew Jadzak definitely has some questions about Lord Cornwallis. Are they just a big fan of corn? Do they support the Mo?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it gets cut off. I wonder what M.O. means. A (laughs) monarchy.
2: Lord Cornwallis was a general in the Revolutionary War on the side of the British. I had to do a report on him when I was in, like, third grade. Wow.
1: Wow. Andrew. Andrew, I think you'd, we know what you said, but you could finish it up next month, please. What if
0: he was going to ask the like, do they support the Moloyster? Who knows? We got to find out. We next all support Next episode Mul-Oyster. of the Book of Names. <laughs> Speaking of Lord Cornwallis. Carson Birkin Bean, Murph EP, Trendy Moron, Vincent Monica.
1: Luke Knoodles,
0: Tap and Tickle Bean is your new best friend. Aw, Goo cahoots.
1: Hugh Boland
0: Bambino,
1: Snesh Chalmers
2: Sean Minogue
0: Wormtown Glenn
2: Wagleit John Pigeon Hat Barber
0: Chip Handsome
1: Matt McClellan Nathan Remick
0: Divaldi
1: Alex Moon The Robotic Dog Sarah Kemp
0: Tanya Turtle
1: Chili Dish Gambino Reed Steubendeek
0: Brett Joey
1: Evans Carewise Gamgee. Adam Ya One Jalapena Uncle Cool, brother.
0: Cameron Hanson.
1: Muscles Bear. Keith Halcrow.
0: Chris Chink will sleepwear erection Nelson.
1: Timothy Misodulakis. Clay
2: McCarty.
0: General Lee, depressing. Dom, sexy ghost, aka
1: Captain Sick.
2: <laughs> Matthew Stevens.
1: Parker Lee. Yo yeah, yo. Yeah.
2: Ben Bohan.
1: Ham underscore boat. More like Ken Burns pee with mom. War? Documentary? Am I right? Fellas? Every time. You're coming out for Ken Burns.
0: <laughs>
2: I do love that one. That's very funny. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily.
1: The Crowfens, Matthew Sutton. Dan. Baz
0: Garrettson.
2: Hey, Eric. It's going to be all right. You're doing a great job. Keep it up, Eric. Mm,
0: keep it up. You're doing it. Jeffrey Owen Cahi,
1: When Dragons Rule. Ooh. Lee Wood, Kelsey Kinneman. Jonas N. Boldson. Calamity
2: Carl.
1: Germ Juice Russell Kastberg
2: Xavier Jimenez
0: Brendan Arifin
1: Liam Neeson's Dough Crispy Tricus
0: Scotty Pippen Nick Johnson Streak Meat Virginia
1: Stephen Day Dungeon Kappa
0: MC Hamster
1: Zach Ware.
0: <laughs> Lip Duck <laughs> oh, got, oh, got one past the sensors <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Carroll Alan
1: G. Jessum.
2: Jeremy Bowser.
0: Tobias Clark.
2: Michael Kupka. Julian Lemendia.
0: Adam Muth.
1: Megan McCormick Mason. Andre Villanueva.
0: Ninja Breadman.
1: Hood Lemon. Got little old moi, pretty French. Oh.
0: Peanut Berg level 69. Dr. Chocula.
1: Jimmy Soul.
0: Estamina, Lord of Paul's Pants.
1: Moon Jumps. The Davey Boy? <laughs>
0: Eddie M.
1: (laughs) Dr. Diarrhea, MD.
2: Kieran McNamara.
0: Diet Soda. Skelefella.
2: SSJ Trogdor.
0: Jackie Ledoux.
2: Coleman Laguza. Lamb.
0: A pair of Scots.
2: Levi Kidder. Mike Spaghetti. Jones.
0: David Gray.
2: (laughs) Bryce Diori. Matthew Bratato.
0: I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole.
1: Perfect. Reed Demption. Carb Sun.
0: Luke Human Z
1: Allen. What the hell just happened? I died. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good.
2: Chris, we need help. Some chance bird friends could help us.
1: Mm-hmm. I only have one bird friend. Nicholas Maloney. David Lynch, Triple X, Brendan Fraser, 666.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a power duo.
2: <laughs> Midwest Indigo 13.
0: Eric Horwitz.
2: Tiffany Lee. Wagmar Wigmere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dakota Kemp.
1: Dr. A Drop Soup Man. Thomas Jancis
0: Lucretia McEvil
1: Elmer Elm Mutant Astronaut
0: Soggy Newspapers
1: Alec Johnson
2: Henry Torbert,
0: Hannah Yeager Bush
1: The Skotag Adam Now,
0: Kiwi or Fleur
1: <laughs> Beautiful Bijander <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great, well done <laughs> oh,
1: Serial Killer
2: X
0: Burger's Wonderful World Official <laughs>
1: Gakenti, Logan Derby.
0: Brad Schmelzer.
1: Jover the Moon. Milk Punk. Scala Benjamin Luther. Shuddering Stefan. Mr. Misfire. And these names now will be, uh, we're not at the new ones, but these ones are being cemented with their second reading. Edgars, your American tongues got as close as you can to correct. Keep up the good words, Crashus. <laughs> Thank you I, 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 I was at the whole time Wondering what the hell was going on Until I got to the end
0: I thought that was a threat I got really
1: scared Your, your American Tongues would be cut out I was, know no. I was getting nervous. Your American
2: Tongues is my favorite Jimmy Eat World song
1: <laughs> And my favorite Piebald song Ooh,
2: Mr. Muffin
0: Mandy Nasty
1: Llama Lad Dennis Wright Jacob Rogers, and we welcome to the book of names John Keller
2: and Cameron gansveld
1: And welcome Mark Lopez. Oh, we know you, Greg gervasi
2: Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Daryl Flynn. Looks like
0: that's someone's
1: famous. In like what? Daryl Flynn.
0: <laughs> that's what that's what it is. Welcome, Jesse.
1: Get in here, Philip Reynolds. We're closing the book on
2: you, Dakota Kipper.
1: Welcome, everyone, and thank you so very much. The book is really creaky right now. We got a good WD 40, that thing.
0: Move that book up, man. <laughs> Bye.
1: Flypaper.
3: The work of the people.
1: Owned by the people. Supported by the people.
3: Visit flypaper.fm.